Hello, and welcome to Life on Maine, a daily podcast of Life on Maine in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship, so be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. Well, hello, and we want to welcome you again to another episode of Worship Wednesday, where we talk about specifically igniting or rekindling that passion that we have to draw near to God and to express that adoration to Him, uh, both with our lives as well as with um, our acts of worship through song or through the reading of the Word. Uh, So what I want to talk to you today about is what is really important in worship. I mean, if you go across through churches, you'll, you'll hear a lot of discussion about whether or not this style is really uh, worship that God receives, or is this style the better one? And really, it's nothing new. I mean, this whole argument about, you know, should we use drums and things of that nature in worship, or should we stick primarily with the old hymns? And even though the church that uh, I happen to pastor, we do a lot of the older hymns uh, still to this day, uh, because it's what we feel God's called us to do. It's not necessarily that It's something everybody has to do, but we feel with the people that God's calling us to reach, this is one style that he is going to use us with. And so that is why we do it. It's not that it is the more righteous way or or that somehow or another the other forms of worship aren't as holy. Um, But, you know, this has been an argument that's gone on for many centuries. In fact, uh, when the organ was even first introduced into the church, um, it was considered to be a devil's instrument and had no place in the church. Uh, Today, it's considered one of the most sacred instruments by some denominations. Um, So my question would be, when did the organ get saved? When when did it go from being the devil's instrument to becoming God's instrument? And that just is one example of how culture many times can influence where things are at. So what we've got to be careful is that we just don't let our worship be defined by culture or change of culture. So we don't want to stick with the older songs just because that was the older way of doing it and that somehow that makes it more righteous. But on the reverse token, we don't want to just simply gravitate to all the newer stuff because we think that that's what God's anointing. He doesn't anoint the other stuff anymore. The truth of the matter is, it is not the style of the worship that really is important. What really matters is where's our heart when we worship. And that is really what is the determining factor. And so as we talk about praise and worship and and that aspect of um, making our adoration towards God expressive, um, what should that look like? And what I want to do is I think it's important, as always, for us to just go back to Scripture and see what Scripture would have us understand about all of this. And when we go back into the scripture, we find out that actually in the Hebrew language, there are seven words for worship. Yeah, you heard me, seven. 
and you know that number that we attribute to perfection and so wouldn't it stand to reason that God would have seven expressions of that and so what I want to do is I want to highlight what those are today and as I do that I just want you to begin to ask yourself am I engaged in these things now it doesn't mean that we have to use all of these but these are all acceptable forms of worship to God and are things we should do and some involve our voice some involve our hands some involve um, other postures but the thing is is we need to engage our physical body in worship not just our spirit uh, God wants us to worship him with everything that's within us right uh, the um, psalmist told us that right bless the Lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name and so that includes our body that includes our emotions that includes our mind that includes our spirit all those things have got to be engaged but as we look at the um, definitions or the words that were used in the Hebrew language for worship they are very powerful and very important for us to understand the first one I want to highlight is halal and this means to rave upon the Lord it's to celebrate it's to even act what they would say is clamorously foolish before the Lord now I'm not saying that means we should just you know just do whatever and that you know the more foolish it looks the more praiseworthy it is but you know that carries with this concept of even dance uh, that dancing before the Lord. In fact, we find that uh, the wonderful King David happened to have danced before the Lord on more than one occasion. And so it's to celebrate him and it's to express it even through dance. Uh, we get our word hallelujah from this word halal. And when Paul talks about being filled with the Spirit, he compared it actually to almost being intoxicated right in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 so it can look sometimes a little foolish and uh, but the thing is is we want it's not about looking foolish for the Lord it's about willing being willing to make our praise so expressive we do not care what people think that are around and about us another word that we see for worship is the word yada which means to lift open hands to God with love faith trust and thanks okay it, it, it it's expressed in psalm chapter 7 verse 17 where it says i will give to the lord thanks and psalm 42 11 where it says why are you cast down my soul praise him or psalm 63 4 i will lift up my hands in praise of you and so to lift up our hands in holy praise to god is a wonderful expression Again, some people might not feel comfortable doing that. They might be like, I don't want to do that because that, that I feel self-conscious. Well, I guess my question would be this. Why are you self-conscious? Isn't our worship really supposed to be towards God and to please Him? And so I would encourage you that if you get to that place where God's telling you to raise your hands, raise your hands. In fact, I'm amazed sometimes at people that sometimes might in church not... Um, be expressive with their worship they may sit there with their hands in their pockets or twiddling their thumbs but when they're home alone they will worship with hands raised to God my question would be if you're doing it at home why are you not doing it when you get together with your brothers and sisters in Christ isn't God worthy of the same praise and so yada lift up your hands in holy praise to God another word we find is zamar which is to touch the strings 
and to sing songs of praise with our instruments. Okay, and so to and it might say, well, drum isn't a stringed instrument. Well, God wants us to bring instruments. It talks about bringing tambourines, which is a percussion instrument, right? Uh, so we want to present music to the Lord. God is worthy of it. We we sing praise and, and we serenade those that we love here on this earth. Why shouldn't God even receive that, right? So we want to praise Him instrumentally. Uh, with whatever we have. Now, if you don't play an instrument, doesn't mean you have to go out and learn one, but I have personally found through uh, a lot of piano playing that that is my one place where I really sense a closeness with God um, more frequently than any other. Not that I don't meet with him in other ways, like through, through the word and things like that, but there's something about playing um, a piano, and which is my instrument of choice. Uh, before the Lord, as holy as unto the Lord, uh, that God seems to fill, as he does all of the forms of, of worship. The next one is Toda. Uh, it's to praise him with extended hands, to praise him with adoration, and, or to agree and give thanks uh, for who he is. So, um, as much as, it, you know, the other one might be like the extended hands, this is an actual extending and reaching out to him just in full agreement with who he is and what he has done and we see this in colossians uh 1:13. he has delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of his love right and so worship him with extended hands then we have shabak to joyfully shout the testimonies of God. Now, this is for those of us that are not musically inclined. Notice this did not say you had to sing. It said to just simply joyfully shout unto God. We do this in the natural when we go out and uh, root for our favorite sports team, well, when they're playing, uh, and we let them know how much we, uh, you know, appreciate what they are doing, how much more so the God of the universe that has saved our souls and given us eternal life. Joyfully shout his testimonies, okay? It's a loud adoration. Uh, overflows out of joy is what that incorporates. And then there's Baroque, which is a lifestyle of yielding ourselves to God. And it's symbolized through the act of kneeling or bowing down or getting prostate, prostrate, sorry, <laughs> prostrate before the Lord. And um, to let him know that we are submitting ourselves fully to his rule, to his sovereignty. So as much as a lot of the other um, expressions of worship may lean a little bit more towards um, the passion side, uh, appreciating God for his love and for his mercy, um, this form of worship is acknowledging his sovereignty and his holiness and his kingship and our place of submission uh, in the midst of that. Okay, and then we have Tehillah, which is to sing a new song, spontaneously sing or melodiously chant to God, specifically in a song that we have not previously rehearsed, is what this is actually referring to. So this is spontaneous worship that takes place. Not that there's anything wrong with singing the songs of Hillsong or of uh, elevation worship or 
if it's singing the songs of people like Charles Wesley and Fanny J. Crosby. Okay, it's the, this aspect though that there needs to come a point where our worship is personal, where our worship is coming from our own heart, from our own lips and from our own construction of words to him. They don't have to rhyme. The thing is, is that it flows freely from the heart of who we are. So these are seven specific expressions that we see in the Hebrew language of how we are to worship God. And so my question is, how many of those do you find that you engage in? Um, one, two, all seven? Um, and it doesn't make you holier if you're doing all seven. As I said, I know some of us can't play instruments. Some of us really can't carry a tune. But that's okay. God has orchestrated in such a way that no matter who we are, no matter our skill level, there's something we can bring of worship to him, something that is pleasing to his ear and something that cheers his heart. So I encourage you, worship him with everything that is within you. Let him know how you feel about him and dare to actually confront your own pride and be willing to do some things even if they feel a little bit foolish to you because you've never done them before. If you're doing it to worship him, that is what's key. Hope this has been helpful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Worship Wednesday. Join us tomorrow for Theology Thursday as we look once again at the topic of prayer. Have a great night. May God bless you. We want to thank you for tuning into today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website at lifeonmain.org. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash lifeonmain, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash lifeonmain with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Main and may God bless you.